Our Christmas debrief begins now. Raising bilingual children can be a challenge. That's why we have serial dates, where we discuss our experiences and grow as a bilingual family. Let's get cereal, cereal. I wanna get cereal. Let's get cereal. <laughs> no? Oh, oh, oh. Welcome back to cereal dates. Oh, oh, oh. Bienvenido. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> it is the end of the year, and it's time to get ready for a new year. If you're ready to take your second language learning to the next level and learn in a real and meaningful way with your family, be sure to check out Espanol Juntos online and we'll leave a link in the description below. With that being said, how old are the boys? Three and one. Three and one. Way to keep it at just three and one. (laughs) So we kind of... Speaking of debriefs, we talked about this last year in our podcast, and we've realized, you know, we can, we, we really love these parenting moments, but they're kind of Mateo heavy. So <laughs> we're going to start taking parenting moments and doing one Mateo, one Elias mm-hmm. um, for our typical parenting moment. It could be good, bad, ugly. Just We just kind of talk about a moment of parenting where we feel we either succeeded or something we can learn from. And we're going to try to keep them a little bit more concise because it's so easy to get off tangent talking about about (laughs) your child. So with that being said, parenting moment for Mateo. Mateo got this really big three foot tall Hot Wheels garage with a dinosaur. Some people are like, oh, cool. That's really cool. And he loves Hot Wheels. And he loves Hot Wheels Mm -hmm. and he loves tracks. Mm -hmm. And this has a track on it. And he Mm -hmm. loves Carvana. So he (gasps) loves garages. Mm Mm-hmm. He did not want this toy. Absolutely did not want this toy. Mm-hmm. He was petrified of the dinosaur and how it ate the cars. Because mm-hmm. this track, you would send the cars down and you would eat the cars. He was petrified. And we, we thought we thought that he was, at, when he opened it, he wanted to leave it at the grandparents' house. <clears throat> and we thought it was because he wanted to put it together there. And leave it there so we can play immediately. He he thought he just wanted, we thought he just wanted to open it immediately and put it together just to play. And that's what he was saying. He wanted to leave it there. He wanted to leave it there because he was scared of the dinosaur. We found out when I put it together. He likes dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like dinosaurs that are mean. Or uh, monster trucks. Or monster trucks that are mean. Mm -hmm. He loves monster trucks that do tricks. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like them when they (coughs) smash smash other cars. So... Mm -hmm. After we figured this out, you know, we've had the conversation. Well, we found out you could turn that portion of the track off. Mm-hmm. So now it's just an ornament of the garage. And I told him, hey, well, let me take this to my room. Let me play with it and see if there's anything I can do to take it off or anything like that. So I took it to the room, our room, parents' room, and just began kind of playing with it and trying to figure it out. And he was so petrified. Like it, Elias wanted to come in there and yeah. he was like, no, he don't go in back. there. Don't go in there. It's, it's kind of cute. But, um, saving he, him from the dinosaur, but he saw me where, and I was like, Mateo, you don't have to watch me right here. If you want to watch what I'm doing, you can get in the bed and watch from the bed. 
Well, after about 15 minutes of me tinkering with it, trying to figure out if I can take this thing off or now that I figured out that I can turn it off, eventually he warmed up to it. Mm -hmm. And so we played with it in the bedroom for about, for a while. Yeah. And eventually he was just like, okay. Mm -hmm. He overcame his dinosaur fear. And it was just a really cool moment to see it click in his head like, oh, it's not real. But he's still trying to make sure like, that it's okay that he doesn't like it. Because mm-hmm. he'll say, Phoenix, you know, his cousin, um, he's older and he has one of those. And he's like, he likes it on. He likes the dinosaur on. But I don't. And just kind of stop there. I was like, and you don't. And that's okay. We're different. And then later he was saying the same things like, I don't like it on. Well, everybody's different. Yeah. You know? And he would ask me, do you like it on? Mm-hmm. And I'd tell him, I'd be, I'm, I'm honest. I'm like, it doesn't bother me. It's fake. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a fun thing for the track. Right. He's like, well, I like it often. I was like, oh, that's okay. Everybody's different. Everybody has their own likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. And so he literally has no issues with this thing anymore. But Well, it still hasn't been tur- turned on. It still on. hasn't been turned on. <laughs> but um, He'll open its mouth and yeah, he'll play it, with it and touch it. Have it go it out. And, like, and the cars come out of its butt. So right. we made it a funny thing like, oh, the dinosaur is pooping out the cars. Right. But... You know, but it still hasn't been on yet. Yeah. And he's, but he's overcame a lot of fear. Like he didn't right. want to even look at it. Right. And then Daniela took it out of the room and placed it right in front of his door without even thinking. And I'm like, if he wakes up in the middle of the night and he opens that door, the first thing he's going to see is that dinosaur oh, staring true. at him. That's true. That's when he was warmed up to it. Right. Yeah. But it would destroy everything he worked up to. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. What about Elias? What do we got? So Elias is a chatty cat. Like he just chats all the time, wants to talk, says new words all the time. And he loves music and he loves to sing. We don't know what he's singing most of the time. But we were at my dad's house for a novena, which is a tradition where you go, um, well, originally you go to nine different homes nine days prior to Christmas and you like pray and sing and, um, eat yeah, <laughs> lots you, of buñuelos, but uh, oh, John yeah. almost ate half of the bowl. But anyway, there's a part on where you, when you're reading the novena, there's a part called gozos where you read a little paragraph, not even a paragraph, like a little sentence. And then you sing and you read another one, you sing. And the song is bam, 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 but it's long. Like there's a lot of bam, bam, bam. Right. <laughs> so by the end. Super repetitive. Yes. So by the end of it, Elias was going bam, bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he was singing along was and he learned some words. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was pretty awesome to see him engage with that. Traditions along holidays are really what set a really good tone for how you, the things you find as nostalgic when you get older. Well, I told you when we left my dad's house, which was what, day seven? Day eighth. It was the eighth. So it was right before Christmas Eve, which is the last day of the novena. And we hadn't done it here because we were not Catholic. And, but that's how I was raised. And when I, Left my dad's house, I told you, I was like, it finally feels like Christmas. Yeah. Like, it feels like Christmas because I did the novena. Right. So. And and those and those are the memories and those are the feelings and emotions that we want our children to get as they get older. Mm-hmm. And I think 
it clearly had an impact on you, and hopefully it'll have an impact on Matteo and Elias when they get older. Yeah. So, debrief. Christmas debrief. What is a debrief? Tell us, oh, Mr. Tactical. (laughs) All right, so (laughs) I'm on our department's uh, tactical unit, or SWAT. Um, We call it our TAC team, our tactical unit team. And after every critical incident, whenever we get a call out for whatever reason, and this is the same with on patrol. If we have a critical incident on patrol, that didn't necessarily require what's us cons- calling. What's considered a crit- like just a something short- beyond something beyond just a regular call of service. So okay. it could be a subject Barricated armed subject. with a firearm or a suicidal subject that's a danger to everybody around them. Um, it could have been a hot pursuit where somebody was chasing an armed robber and he ran into a house or an apartment. Mm-hmm. Pursuits. Something just kind of out of the out of the ordinary. Yeah, or, out, out of yeah. our, you know, 99% of our job is writing reports and then that 1% of just high intensity, high adrenaline, things happening really quick, evolving, being ready for that. So things like that are our critical incidents. Okay. And we typically will get in a, after the incident's over, and we're breaking down the scene, we'll typically get in a circle and we'll talk about it. All right, so who was the first one on scene? Mm-hmm. What did you see? Tell, walk us through what you went through. And we kind of go through that whole process of walking through the call. And then we sit there and we think, what could we have done better? Is there anything that you, if you had, it would have made this situation a lot mm-hmm. easier for you? And with critical incidents, mm-hmm. sometimes you do them well that you almost think, there's, I don't have no, to do anything. there's nothing right. else we could have done better. But that's why we like debriefing. It's like, well, actually, what if we had approached it this way? Would mm-hmm. that have made it easier? Would it have changed the amount of time that it took to complete the call? Would we have mitigated all dangers for everyone? So that's why we like to, that's why we like having debriefs over these critical incidents. So that way we can discuss new plans of actions or better the actions that were already good mm-hmm. and just polish them up. Because once you get familiar with them and you set a natural, like it, it comes naturally because mm-hmm. you've done it so many times and you start polishing up that foundation, everything else just kind of falls into place. And you're not having to use any critical thought to evolve with the situation from a baseline perspective. You already have that down. Right. And so when something is thrown at you, when a curveball is thrown at you, that's all you have to focus on. So debriefs are important for that because it just betters our skills and our safety mm-hmm. out out on a call. So debriefing here, we kind of take that same mentality right. as we look at, okay, what worked, what didn't work this Christmas? What mm-hmm. could we do better? How could we have better served as parents? Mm-hmm. How could we have better served as family members to right. our other family members? And And that's why we think it's important to debrief something like Christmas. It's a once Big a year event. holiday. And we, we did the same thing with Halloween and we just, we just didn't talk about it. Right. Um, and I'm sure we, we definitely do it for birthdays. Yeah. And when you, well, especially like the Doljabi, cause we knew we were going to have to do another one. Right. So we had something to look forward to. Exactly. <clears throat> so debriefs are important. And before we continue on with this, let me just say this real quick. If you haven't already had this conversation with your significant other, I would suggest after the podcast, you find a date and time. Hey, what works for you where we can sit down, get with your partner and say, hey, what can we do? Or when can we sit down and talk about mm-hmm. this last holiday so we can 
better. That's a great up. point to to say when would be a good time uh, instead of just saying um, we need to talk about Christmas or yeah. we need to talk about what happened or. Because if you're like <clears> me and Danielle comes at me like that, I'll be like, "Whoa, you're coming at me all wrong now." Really? Yeah. So we we have to schedule our meetings. <laughs> Scheduling also lets me know that I'm not in trouble when she says, "Hey, we need to set a time to talk." If it's, we need to set a time to talk, it means, okay, I'm not in trouble. Really? Well, now she's going to use that against me. (laughs) So, debrief. Let's just kind of walk everybody through Christmas. There's four of them. Yes. Four Christmases, your mom, your dad, my mom, my dad. Mm -hmm. And typically, so that's how how this is, this critical incident is different (laughs) because typically we have it here. Then we have had the novena here. Right. We had the novena here because everybody can come here. We're like neutral, neutral ground. Right. <laughs> and not that our parents all get along, but it's, I mean, it's it just makes them feel one, more comfortable. Yeah. One place. And also for our children to see all of their grandparents together, all their family, you mm-hmm. know. And so ideally that's how it would be. Unfortunately, we don't have a living room or dining room still. And so, but, but it's, it's being, close. Yes, we got the Very walls up close. today. We got the walls up Very today. Close. So having to bounce around. So the eve before Christmas Eve, we went to a grandparents and then Christmas Eve, we went to another grandparents. Christmas Day, one grandparent came here. And then the day after Christmas Day, we went to another no, grandparent. No. So it was like back to back to back to back to back. But I, but I think this was better because we chose a different day for each one mm-hmm. where... In the past, we've tried to squeeze in like two or three in the same day or something like that. And that's just, even when it's just, when it was just us, it was too much to go. Like, I remember on Christmas Eve, that's the big holiday for us, like for for us in Colombia. We, for Christmas for us is the 24th. Like that's because we party until midnight and then we say Merry Christmas to everybody and we keep partying. (laughs) <laughs> I, I went to a few even, of those. Even when I was 10 years old. But like, I, I went to was. a few of those. And when I say it was a, when she says it was a party, uh, it makes my 21 year old self look like an amateur. <laughs> I mean, they, they get down and uh Christmas day for me was important. Right. Like here, Christmas day is Christmas. Like Christmas it morning. Is. Right. Yeah. Christmas morning. But um in Colombia, it was just like. All night. So anyway. So we had that every single day, back to back, four days in a row, we were going and getting with grandparents in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so with that being said, there are some, there are three things that we learned from all this mm-hmm. that we think can be utilized for next year. Mm-hmm. And then there are some things that, obviously, those these three things that we learned are from... <clears throat> Or lessons learned, some things that we're like, okay, we can do better. Right. And there are some, we're also going to go over some things that we really enjoyed that was awesome seeing this year, despite the craziness without the living room and the right. dining room, and then having to go to different grandparents with toddlers. Right. So, keyword toddlers. But, so the first takeaway <laughs> this one was a big one for me. We are big on routines. You hear us say this in almost every single podcast, one way or another. We're huge on routines. Unfortunately, Christmas comes once a year. And just a quick 
like our routines are not rigid schedules. They're more right. like a flow, but there's a, there's an order of things. There's a consistency. Right, right. There's an ex like mm-hmm. the, Matteo and Elias have an expectation of the flow of the, the flow. Day. They right. know what's coming. Right. No surprises. Right. And even on days where something's new, it's just one day. Mm-hmm. And we typically walk them through the process mm-hmm. of, Hey, this is what's coming up. Hey, this is what's coming up. So since Christmas only happens once a year and it's such a big grand event on top of that, we have four of them to go to go to mm-hmm. one of which a lot of kids are involved, mm-hmm. a lot of kids. And, you know, Mateo is the second to youngest out of all these kids. Right. Soon to be third. Right. <laughs> so. Not, not from us. Not from us. Yeah, not from us. Not from us. Let's put that out there. Um, somebody else took the bullet for us. And so that's a lot for a three-year-old to right. have to handle right. in a short, concise amount of time. And no matter, no amount of prepping to me would have made any of this better no, for him. Right. Because he had his emotional mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. He really did. So as parents, to make it easier on you. This and, is a, the, and the people and, you're going to visit and, and your child and everybody. Like just overall easier. <laughs> yeah. But in reality, it, it, I can see this really focusing in on the parent that has to go home with the child at the end of the night. Right. <laughs> so you have to take your everyday routine expectations that you have of your child and throw them out the window. Mm. Like say goodbye. Seriously, <laughs> like screw it. Because I cannot expect Matteo to behave the way he does every single day at home, mm-hmm. which is appropriate behavior, and be thrown into this mix of schedule after schedule after schedule, new location, new location, new location, four right. times. Right. Four grandparents, four different places, four environments, four different types of food, four different types Two of different traditions. languages. Four to two, well, three different languages. You got yeah. Spanish, English, and bad English. Um, hey, we had a little bit of Korean in there. We had some Korean in there. Mm-hmm. That's right. So I cannot internally be okay. Like, I just can't expect him to be but, Mateo. But we did. And we did. <laughs> right. And I feel that that caused even more of an emotional mm-hmm. struggle for him when things were happening Mm -hmm. so but with that even though i now know next year depending on where he is cognitively and you know developmentally throwing my expectations out i still there were still some things he did that were very that, that amazed me there are many times that he'd go up and say thank you and this isn't just for gifts like there are when he got some gifts, he'd go, thank you. And which is awesome. Like I'm, I'm proud of him for that. But even just simple things, Matteo, you, you thirsty, you want something to eat, you want something to drink and somebody to give him something. He would just say, thank you. And mm-hmm. he'd walk off. And that, and to me, that was amazing. Right. He was still retaining <clears throat> some of the natural routines that we do through the day mm-hmm. and normal expectations. Right. But the times when I had an expectation that wasn't met, it was, I was fighting a bull. So, but I really do think that if you throw your expectations out the window and realize that this isn't a normal time of year, 
And if you, when you can prepare, because I think that's something we didn't do on the specific situation you're talking about. Right. You know, he had like a 15 minute nap in the car. And that's the other takeaway is naps. Right. He had just a short nap. And then we walk into a place he hasn't been to before with family members he hasn't seen in a long time. So it was just a lot going on and it just kind of escalated. So, so. that's the other lesson we talked mm-hmm. about is understanding your child's temperament, like, temperament, sleep schedule, mm-hmm. whether it's naps or just normal sleep schedule. Mm-hmm. Taking that into consideration on your family planning. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Mateo's schedule next year during this time may be vastly different. Oh, yeah. Elias is probably too. Mm, uh, definitely. But the one mistake that we did this year that one I of knew, the many. <laughs> I knew, yeah, one of the many, I knew it was a bad idea. I voiced my opinion mm-hmm. about it too. I was like, uh, I, I really don't think we need to let him fall asleep. Like I was, I was. You cannot keep a child up that's going, that's tired and going to sleep. They will go to sleep no matter <laughs> what in the car. And I was just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I, and I was worried. And. Maybe it was my fault because I already had the expectation of chaos. Right. But he woke up from his car nap at a different location, not familiar to him, uh-huh. in somebody else's house with a scary guy in red and a white beard. <laughs> he was not scary. He was so sweet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so he's scared. He, he was just not expecting Santa Claus to be right expect, in his right, face. He was expecting Adway, the, minute, <laughs> the minute he woke up. Right. And then we expected him to have a certain type of behavior in an unfamiliar house. Right. Yeah. And it's just... And we were, like, trying to force him to meet those expectations. <laughs> do not do that. So, again, had we planned his nap set, uh, schedule a little bit better, maybe take him on a car ride knowing he's going to mm-hmm. fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Earlier on. Get him that nap. Right. And then wait, and when he wakes up, we go. Would we have been an hour late? Maybe. But if we, if we get in touch with whatever family member you're meeting with or right. friends or family friends. If you let them know, Hey, depend my child, your child has to sleep. Right. I might be an hour late. I might be two hours late, depending two on two hours the, late, depending on the nap. What well, are you my, Colombian? No, my, <laughs> my sleep, my naps are like as almost eight hours. If uh, they could be. Right. So yeah, definitely. I think just know that it's, it's a different, everything's new. Everything's exciting. And sometimes with young children, especially, we forget that excitement can bring on those behaviors, those unwanted behaviors, because they just don't know how to handle that excitement. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a big emotion, even like anger, like sadness. Excitement, when you get too excited, can be overwhelming for them. So, just something to think about. So you dads out there, think about when you get that new tool. You're just like, I can't wait to use it. So what do you do? You go out into the garage and find something to cut. Just a random piece of wood to cut. To say, yep, it works. Same with kids. Right. That emotion takes over mm-hmm. and they just go and do whatever. What did you cut? What did I cut? <laughs> oh, I cut the sheetrock. Oh, okay. I started cutting holes in that drywall, that, the drywall with oh, my yeah. new toy. So yeah. But with that being said, 
one of the things that you do, and I'll let you explain it, is the countdown. Oh, I yeah. think that really does help. That that did help a lot. So on the 23rd, we went to my dad's, and Mateo immediately was like, Cause, oh, because I told them we we're going to go to my to no, uh, Abue, then we're going to go to Nono and Nona's, then we're going to go to, then since he's going to come over, then Gigi and Pa. And so he, I think in his mind, he thought it was all happening on the same day or something. Right. And so after we left Abue's, he was like, and now we're going to Nona's. And I said, no, that's tomorrow. So then we go to sleep. And the first thing when he wakes up, he's like, the world has turned. And we're going to Nona's, but it was like six in the morning and we weren't going to Nona's until three. Yeah. So I, on a piece of paper, just wrote how many hours until we go to Nona's and then wrote like seven o'clock, the seventh hour, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. And then in the row below, um, one, two, and three with a circle. And so in each circle, we can even like color it in. As, oh, look, it's 7 o'clock. Let's color it in. Oh, it's 8 o'clock. And count how many hours are left. Um, or we had some star stickers and we just used those. So it's a great way to count down how many days until something, how many hours. They look at numbers. <laughs> so they get familiar with numbers. They get right. familiar with the time schedule, 12. Then it goes back to 1. Mm -hmm. And they can look up at a digital clock or right now he's learning how to use a... Analog. A, just a regular clock. Uh 12 face clock. Yeah. So it, it, there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. That that's helpful. So, and he's using that for it. Is it four o'clock yet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that countdown is a big tool to kind of prep your child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For what's to come. Yeah. And I think even saying what's going to happen, like for the novena, I told them what, that we were going to read a prayer, that we we're going to read uh, what Mary and Joseph were doing on that specific day, <clears throat> you know, that we we're going to sing. And that way he knew and had an idea of what was going to happen. Because last year, he doesn't remember that. He was right. barely walking <laughs> during the novena. So there is, I mean, preparation is going to help. But like you said, Prepare them, but still know that all your expectations and the way things typically are may not happen. And that's exactly what I was going to say. <clears throat> there will be a time that no amount of prepping right. will work. Right. Like the dinosaur thing. Right. Like there's no way. We didn't know. We didn't. Yeah. We knew he was getting a... Hall Wheels garage, but we didn't know there was a scary dinosaur on the <laughs> right on the box. Like the minute he opened it, I was like, because oh. I know how he is with like sharp teeth and all that, you know, well, that actually is a good segue into the next key mm -hmm. takeaway mm -hmm. communication with your friends and family that are purchasing gifts for mm -hmm. your child. Mm -hmm. um, me and Danielle are two different people. Literally, yeah. just so you guys know. <laughs> I'm not doing both of our voices over each other on this episode. Or am I? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't sound like that. You sound more like nag, 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 <laughs> nag. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so communication with your family and your friends is, is key. Mm -hmm. I take a very blunt Route, Rude. which is very, it can be, it can, definitely can be rash. I'm not going to lie. I said rude. I know. <laughs> and um, 
And a prime example would be, I'll give two. Mm-hmm. One that was very much like, Arr! and the right. other one would, that was very tactful uh-huh. in my approach. Right. I'm not going to say which grandparent. If they listen, they'll figure it out. So one wanted to get Elias a toy that had numbers, letters. It was going to teach him the alphabet. It's going to teach him how to count. It's going to show him colors and a lot of blinking lights and a lot of buttons and a lot of battery power. I literally sent her a text and I was like, what the F? You just gave it away. You said her. Dang it. (laughs) Anyways, it's a funny story. She was like, what? And I was like, ah, no, like, you know us. We if if we can't if we can help it, we want our children to have something like wooden or like, we just we we try to avoid buttons, lights, and batteries. And yet, Aaliyah's got a record player. I know that has his batteries. No, and but that's not the fault of me and you. No, I mean it's because he loves music, right? And he and he it's wants a to very figure, simple, right? It so. only has one use, like. It's to play music. But this one had buttons right. and flip know, thingies and da, 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 da. there's a lot going on. It overwhelmed me <laughs> looking at it. I was like, no. <laughs> Anywho, I was blunt and I was like, what the F? No. I was like, no. Take it back. <laughs> and so she took it See, back. Rude. She took it back. <laughs> but um but then <laughs> the other parent, I'm not gonna tell you which one. <laughs> <laughs> was like, oh, I want to get Mateo a remote control car. Well, I told her that I didn't. <laughs> I told my dad, I was like, look, Mateo's played with remote controls. He doesn't like my drone. He doesn't like remote control cars. It's just weird to him. I don't, there's just like a weird, sounds. there's like a weird fear. Cause it's, it, I mean, if you're not familiar with those sounds, you don't know. Plain and simple. Right. You just, you just don't know. And that unfamiliarity with Mateo, he doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. He, he does not like the drone. He thinks it's cool in conversation. Yeah. But the minute I pull it out and threw it up in the air and he saw that thing flying, he was like, uh, I don't like it. I don't like <laughs> it. No, no, dig it down. I don't like it. I was like, oh, my gosh. Or the rocket that Jim was talking or about. Or the rocket. So, mm, right. But, um. So take that approach. There's also a difference of personality, which is why I chose the method of what I did to each because one needs blunt and the other one doesn't. Okay. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you which one, (laughs) which one's which, but (laughs) now I have a great relationship with my parents and they respect a lot of what we do. Um, And it's very difficult, difficult because, you know, grandparents want to be grandparents. And in the era that I grew up, you know, grandparents spoiled their grandkids. I mean, as much as they could to the point that it makes the parents look bad sometimes to the child right? in the child's perspective. So, and I was a product of that as well with my grandparents. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that type of relationship now, starting today is the time to start working on that communication bridge between you and family members and friends that do that type of gift giving. Mm -hmm. And I think right now is a good time to talk about it. Say, Hey, we've been really thinking about Christmas and how everything, you know, happened or what we want, 
what we want to bring into our home. You can have so many different reasons for either wanting less gifts or wanting different kinds of gifts. But I think it's important to voice those things because in the end, communication can only be a good thing. Yeah. I mean, building a relationship. Exactly. And if you, if you don't say anything and then you're resentful for an entire, the entire lifetime of that toy, because it's there in your house and you hate it. I was going to say, that's the thing. You, that toy comes home with you, not the grandparents. (laughs) But you're like, every time you see it or whatever, you know, then that's not good for your relationship. And, and I know, and true. I know that the that the grandparent or the person who gave that toy to your child didn't have that intention. They don't want to have any negative effect. They don't want it to have any negative effect, right? Right. And on the other, like opposite side of the spectrum, they could be resentful if you donate it. If you're like, I'm not having that in my house, I donate it. And then they come over and they don't see the toy or thing that they gave them, gave your child. So having those conversations ahead of time, like right now mm-hmm. for next year, can only be beneficial to everybody. Yeah, because they will get a gift that you are okay with that you know would be exciting for the child. Yeah, because it's... And it's so not, everyone wins. Right. And and you can have different reasons. Like maybe you, it doesn't matter what gift you receive. That that's, you're not worried about it. Like lights and sirens and things don't bother you. Or, um, you know, you don't, it doesn't matter what kind of gift it is, but maybe it does matter the size because maybe you live in an apartment and you can't have, you need the space. Right. Or maybe you don't want too many of too many items because you're trying to simplify your life and everything you get is something new you have to manage. Like for me, I feel like I can't even manage what we have. Right. So to add anything else is like, uh, well, I was going to say, and maybe none of that is an issue. Right. But you just want to be consulted prior. Mm -hmm. So you know what your child is getting. Right. Especially, or maybe like a heads up. Yeah, exactly. Like just a heads up, because what if you get a gift for your child, and then another it's family the member thing. gets the right, exact same thing? Right. So keeping those lines open, lines of communication, just make mm-hmm. everyone's life smoother. One, when you set the the limitations on what type of gift, it allows. That well, I wouldn't call are, it limitations. Well, I just think it's a parameters. conversation. Yeah, because it, it's a parameter because. Parents are some parents are gonna be like, yeah, go for it, get whatever. Just let me know what you're getting them. Mm-hmm. And some parents are gonna be like, no, it has to be this way. This is what I want. No bigger than this. No more expensive than this. I mean, it, it, we're all across the spectrum. But keeping those lines open, lines of communication mm-hmm. is going to allow family members, friends, colleagues. It's gonna allow them to be a little bit more creative, and they can have more fun with it, mm-hmm. knowing, you know, okay, I can't get this type, but I can get this. And then when they find it and they send you that text and like, hey, is this okay? And you see it and you're like, oh, that's perfect. You really went out of your way. You showed me respect for me as a parent of what I think is appropriate for my child. Thank you for obviously getting my child and thinking of my child to get him a gift. And then your child gets it and they're like, oh, my God, this is awesome. So you've now created a relationship between the three of you that's just. Well, and I think it's also important to note that. Even if 
you know the child and you know what they like, something like the dinosaur thing could happen, you know, where it's just unexpected. Like he loves Hot Wheels. Yeah. He loves garages because of Carvana. Right. He loves tracks to put his cars on. He He loves fixing cars and it has like a whole thing of fixing. Yeah. The only thing wrong with this. Is the dinosaur. It's the dinosaur. (laughs) And we didn't even put the stickers on it. No, I didn't put any stickers. Because they have mean eyes. Yeah. So it's just a blank piece of plastic in the shape of a dinosaur. Yeah. Unexpected. Mm Because he loves dinosaurs. Right. But I, I do think that if we had seen a picture of it prior to. Oh, it would have been a hail no. We well we would have we would have said ooh I don't know if he's gonna like no, that no it would have been like the Elias person be like what the f <laughs> trying to watch my language on here so it's a new year new me I do think like I remember having this conversation with my mom because she loves T J Maxx <laughs> and she will she was she would bring me stuff like all the time like oh look you need this Tupperware or you need this you could use this you could use that. And I, I told her like, I can't manage what I have right now. Yeah. Like I had that conversation, which was hard for me Mm -hmm. to say, like, look around, look, my house is messy. Like I can't put my stuff away. My current stuff that I have, I have a hard time managing what I have. So anything that's added to it, it's going to make it even harder for me to manage my stuff. And she respected you. Yeah. She made me a beautiful purse she out did. of old jeans. So it's like recycle, reuse, repurpose, all the R's and relationships. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I have a sweater she hasn't finished yet. There you go. She's working. She's finishing it up. So those are some wonderful takeaways that we've learned and that we're going to try to better next year and be more prepared for. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's exactly what we want you guys to walk away from this, you know. Well, we haven't talked about the things that we loved. I thought we kind of intermingled them. Oh, maybe. Well, I just wanted to say it was really nice to bring in some of the Colombian culture. Like, we've never really made Natija before, even though it didn't turn out great, but... <laughs> Just all lumpy. Just the act of making it, like it just, it felt like Christmas again. And, and then, you know me, I love making my pan de bonos. Pan de bonos, yeah. And pan. then we also made pan de mono. Pan de mono. <laughs> the monkey bread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> we made pan de bono and pan de mono. It's <laughs> funny. But um, yeah, that's really funny. Um, and then at my mom's, we had Sancocho. Mm-hmm. So I really, I, I felt like we brought the Colombian culture to our kids. And I think as Mateo gets older, we can introduce other um, traditions like Aguinaldos is little games we play um, during the novena. Mm-hmm. And so just all those traditions, I really, it makes me want to bring all those back and just keep that like i it made me realize this christmas especially after leaving my dad's made me realize like that is christmas to me like it doesn't feel like christmas unless we do a novena and we have pandemono and we have buñuelos we have the food and so yeah that's awesome and i've been like i said even before the boys i went to a few of those and it they were so much fun everyone just dancing the night away happy as can be 
pouring what's that drink? Cristal. Aguardiente. Aguardiente. On the novenas? What? It's like the white little, one? Yeah. That's aguardiente. Yeah, it says crystal on there or yeah. something like that. Not during the novenas. Yes. What? I don't pouring that. it in shot glasses and passing it around every <laughs> like thirty minutes or so. I don't remember that. I do. <laughs> Anyways, so that's that's kind of the takeaways, the good things that happened, the one things that we got out of it, the things we're gonna polish up for next year. Mm-hmm. Um so what about in our own household, our intermediate family, you, me, Mateo Elias. Mm-hmm. So this year was crazy hectic and gift giving this year was very, in my opinion, scattered. What? <laughs> trying to like trying to find the oh. right gift for you, the right gift for Mateo, the right gift for Elias. And since you don't like it when I leave the house and the boys are in your care by yourself, <laughs> it made it very difficult to find the appropriate time. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I hate it when I'm stuck with them too. So I'm just kidding. We love our kids. <laughs> Anyways. No, but I I, I found a, I, I got sneaky with, oh, I, I really got to go. What did I say? One of the days I was like, I really got to go do something. Oh. Something with work or I don't know. And all I did was sneak off. And last year, or Mother's Day, I got you the Besito necklace. Mm -hmm. And Elias decided he wanted to rip it off. Right. So I found where you were hiding it, took it, and had it in my, literally in my pocket for days, waiting for the opportunity to try to go and get this taken care of. (laughs) And then I went, and while I was there, I wanted to get you something new, and I got you a new pair of earrings, which I think are cool. Um, I do too. I'm, I'm, I'm not a like jewelry connoisseur, if you will. Mm-hmm. I was like, those look good on her naked. Um, <laughs> and so I snuck out and got those for Mateo and Elias. We, we were pretty good about trying to figure out exactly, you know, we follow a formula that you found early on and oh, yeah. I'll let you describe that. Cause it's awesome. So, I think what you're trying to get at is that sometimes it's hard to figure out, like, limit the amount of gifts for one, have some kind of parameter of, like, what to get, and where it doesn't, where it's something that's useful, obviously. So uh, my friend Leah actually was the one that told me about this, something you want, something you need, something to wear, and something to read. And so that's perfect for us because as we discussed in our last episode, that's a happy medium in terms of gift giving me coming from a, you get one Christmas gift and you like infinity, infinity. So four (laughs) seems like a happy medium. And so something you want is the Santa gift. And then the other three, something you need something. So I'll give you examples with Mateo. He wanted a, uh, rug that has like roads and stuff on it and some blocks. So that's what he got from Santa. And then, um, something, (laughs) something he needs. We got him a clock because he always wants to know when it's four o'clock to watch his video, his 10 minute video of the day. (laughs) Is it four o'clock? Yeah. It's four o'clock. Did we we miss four (laughs) o'clock? Um, and then slippers because he always 
likes to see our slippers or our gym and, class. And we're going to try to go into the more Korean tradition of taking our shoes off in the house yes. before right. like walking into the right. house. And something to read, of course. We just got him one of his favorite books. And Elias, same. I mean, we're, we won't go into it too much, but... His favorite gift was his book out of those... The rug? He liked the rug. He does like the rug. But remember when he saw the rug, he's like, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when he, had, when he opened up that book... He, he didn't care about any other present. Oh, he yeah. sat down and started flipping through the pages. like Didn't want to open any new ones. Yeah. I'm going to read this. Yeah. I need to read this. <laughs> you know, it's something, something that's interesting <clears throat> that goes along with even when you know your child, you plan the perfect gift and everything, it can go wrong. It could have gone wrong. I think he processed it through play. <laughs> I'll tell you. I don't know if I I've told you. Told no. So... The rug that he saw was in a catalog. I don't know where he got this catalog. I think Gigi gave it to him. Yes. So he was looking through the catalog, and it had a rug in there. But I could tell we had one before, and it it um, got ruined very quickly. So it was a similar one. And I was like, well, he really wants to use it. We want to get one that's going to last a little bit longer. So I found one, a different one. And I thought it was so cool because it has like raised, the grass areas are raised and the roads are flat. So it actually like looks and feels like a city to me, you know. And it has like an airport part and it has some water. It was really cool. So when he came in, he was happy. He was excited. He still thinks it's his favorite gift. He, oh, he's yeah. been talking about it. Easily his favorite gift. Right. <laughs> he said that's his favorite thing about Christmas was the road, the road. Um, the carpet. Carpet road, whatever. Road carpet. Carpet of cars. Carpet yes. de carros. Yeah. Uh, tapete de carros. So, but he was playing and he was, um, the garbage truck was the child and the ambulance was the mom and they were kind of walking together and everything. And the garbage truck the child was saying, I, this, I, this is not the one that I wanted. I wanted the one from the catalog. And then... <laughs> And then the mom was like, I don't know what the mom said, but then the the garbage truck said, yeah, I still like it. I just, I really wanted the one from the catalog. (laughs) (laughs) You never told me this. Yeah, it happened like yesterday morning. But I was like, okay, that could have been really bad. I think it's time to burn it now. We're, in we front of I him. Don't, I don't think we have it anymore. No. What? The rug. What? Be like, boy, <laughs> <laughs> we got you a better one. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> uh, no, I thought that was great that he was processing it through play and was still okay with it. Like, well, right. I still enjoy it. But that could have been really bad if, like, in his mind, he had this specific... And if- you didn't look at it from his perspective. You could take it wrong as a parent. Like, are you serious? Ungrateful. Right. 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 But it's like children, especially like Mateo has like this like photographic memories like, this is the one I want. And it, it has this color. It is actually this specific green and this specific Yeah, that's road. a different green. That one had <laughs> three left turns. This one has five. Right. So. And it had a lake. Yeah. So anyway. Just no, absolutely. So, again, just to kind of go over that little formula, it's what something, is it? you, something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read, something to read. 
so write that down if that if you would like that help. Um, it's a it's a little formula we use. We really like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you, Leah, for that wonderful gift of I mean that An little idea. rhyme, <laughs> that little rhyme because we found it early on. Yeah, and we've loved it ever since. Um, now just a random tip that we has nothing to do with parenting except for helping you not be chaotic in the mind kind of help clear some of your mind was that um so it helps you be a better parent during uh-huh. these times when you're ready to pull your hair out <laughs> unless you're me you don't have any um right now after this podcast go immediately to the kitchen and grab a piece of paper and a pen oh, think yeah. about every traditional recipe that you make during the holidays mm-hmm. All the traditional games, games or... whatever that requires you to go out and get supplies, and think of that one ingredient you may have forgotten to purchase, but make an extreme grocery list now. Yeah. From this year, where you may have messed up, forgot. Right. Get it all onto one one grocery list. Right. And save it, so that way next year when you get close to getting on, getting together and doing this all over again. You pull out that grocery list and you just go shopping. You don't even have to think. Right. And you can include wrapping paper on there. And you can, How many <laughs> stores did you go to? So we were out of wrapping paper because we just never went and got any. Not because we used it. You just never got any. So I went to Home Depot because I had to pick something up there. And I figured maybe they would have like some cool construction wrapping paper. Much to my surprise, no. You should have gotten like the painter's paper. Like yeah, the I didn't paper. even think about that. That would have been a good idea. Yeah. And then they didn't have it, so then I'm like, oh, crap. Well, Target's right around the corner. I'll go to Target. So I go over to Target, and as I'm heading there, I see the tree of dollar pop up into my eyes. And uh, I was like, oh, they'll have wrapping paper for a dollar. So I go into Dollar Tree. It's like, yeah. Well, that there's nothing here. Like the Christmas stuff is ransacked. I think there was like a Christmas sticker bow. You know what I'm talking about? The bows you put on. <laughs> that was all that was like, left. Yeah, but I think it fell out of somebody's bag. <laughs> it wasn't a. It wasn't an actual purchase display or anything like that. They didn't have any. So then I'm like, okay, well, Target surely will have wrapping paper. No. And I'm looking around in the party aisle, and there's I'm like, there's not even Christmas anything over here. So I go and ask somebody, he's like, hey, do you guys have wrapping paper? I may have ran out. <laughs> Lie. Um, I just never got any. And they're like, yeah, it'll be over here, blah, blah, blah. And they pointed me in the direction. I get over there. Not only are they missing wrapping paper, they're missing everything. No more <laughs> tape, no more bows, no more cards, no more bags. Wow. No more decorations. Like their entire Christmas area is empty. I mean, I found some more sticker bows that fell out of somebody's bag, but that's about it. It's like, dang it. So I'm defeated by this point. I'm like, well, fine. I'll just get a $50 gift card for somebody that I may have forgotten. A present. <laughs> it's a backup plan. And as I'm walking out, it's like, Oh, five below is right next door. I go in there and they came in clutch. $5 wrapping paper that I got for two seventeen two rolls that only wrapped up three of our presents because <laughs> there wasn't enough in there. And then Mateo opened one of two of them. Oh beforehand. yeah. He, <laughs> the thing I got at Home Depot 
Mateo came in here and unwrapped the presents when we weren't paying attention. <laughs> so he opened up a toilet seat and a faucet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were like weird. Anyway. Well, we needed them in the house, so. Yeah. So make a list, check it twice. And write, it, and write it once. Hopefully your partner's it. been naughty and not nice. Oh, hey. write it. <laughs> <laughs> write it only once and save it. Right. Like save it on Google Drive or something. Yeah. And then you pull from it next year and you yeah. just go out, get it all in golden. Yep. Yep. Wrapping paper is one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you don't have to go to multiple places. Uh, I don't know what else. You got anything? Well, if you got nothing, I guess it's time for that dreaded dad joke moment. Nope. What? Get a mom joke. Oh, you taking my advice from the last episode. Yep. Took a screenshot and everything. Oh, dang. So, first off, I have to give credit to La Leo Therapy for sharing this. <clears throat> so, I just got hospitalized due to a peekaboo accident. What? Yeah. They put me in the ICU. <laughs> Semi knew that was coming. It was that was funny. I, that's one of my favorite ones for sure. <laughs> Peekaboo accident, hospitalized ICU, ICU. Peekaboo. <laughs> if you didn't laugh at that, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. No. <laughs> well. Comments, questions, concerns, general consensus about the world or universe around us or multiverse. No. Happy New Year. We will see you next year, 2022. I guess so. This is the last episode before we're in the new year. And we have some very exciting episodes coming your way. Yes, we do. New interviews with new people. I am excited. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us today. Adios. Raising bilingual children can be a challenge. Our program makes it possible by providing a fun, easy-to-use guide for parents. This guide will teach you how and when to use Spanish at home in order to make the most of your time together as a family. We provide you with everything you need to know about raising bilingual children, including storytime videos, songs, activities, and more. All of our content is designed specifically for families and will help you speak Spanish with your child from birth through age six, all while having fun. Head over to bilingualfamily.us and click on Español Juntos to get started. Con amor, Daniela.